0: The Gospel of John, Uh, we have uh, probably uh, one of the most, obviously the most familiar uh, verse uh, in all of the Bible, uh, in John 3.16, which we'll read here uh, in just a moment. Uh, But it's also a passage that uh, probably in all the Bible is the most clear uh, when it comes to um, how does a person get saved? How how do we go to heaven? Uh, And really that's uh, the biggest question, uh, the biggest decision that we can make in our lives and uh, what we do uh, with uh, the gospel message, what we do with what Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. And, and so uh, there are a lot of places in the Bible that explain salvation uh, in detail, uh, that talks about um, what takes place uh, what, with justification and the righteousness of God being applied to our life. There's uh, passages that deal with uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God, that when a person gets saved, born again, uh, their body becomes the temple of uh, the Holy Ghost, and, uh, and He takes up residence. And uh, there are plenty of passages that deal with, uh, with all of those details. But in John chapter number 3, uh, it seems like God uh, just boiled it down for us uh, so that we, can, uh, that we can understand it. Uh, not that we're dumb uh, by any stretch uh, of the means. I mean, I may be. Uh, you are pretty smart. Uh, and, uh, but uh, God is dealing, Jesus himself, dealing with uh, a religious leader uh, who uh, not only is he a Pharisee, uh, he's a member of the Sanhedrin, the, the ruling council of the Jews. He was a man uh, who, uh, who was, uh, well, the Sanhedrin itself uh, had jurisdiction over every Jewish person on the face of the earth. And of those 70 men that were in the Sanhedrin, uh, this passage describes Nicodemus uh, as being a master, uh, which which most people understood uh, that he was the greatest teacher uh, of all the teachers that were in the Sanhedrin. Uh, So when Jesus gave this message uh, to this man, uh, he, could have, uh, he could have communicated it in a way using lofty words and all the big Bible words uh, and, uh, and laid it all out in a very, uh, very technical, detailed way. But he interrupted him uh, and gave a very simple analogy as he explained uh, this passage of Scripture. Um, often, and I'm saying this before we read our text today, uh, when we read John chapter number 3, I know I have, uh, I read it, and where he asked the questions uh, of Jesus, uh, I've often communicated that like it was uh, like a question, like, how can this happen? And, uh, and I want you to read it today without, without that kind of thought or spirit, but to read it like it's a legitimate question. Not that he was trying to think about some um, you know, um, weird way that a person could be born a second time physically, uh, but that he's asking because he's come to him at, at night uh, to, to talk with him on the tail end of a bunch of things that took place in John chapter number two. Uh, primarily, Jesus was in the temple overturning the tables. They had turned the temple into a, 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 a basically a den of thieves and uh, into a marketplace, and, uh, and which, is, uh, which um, you know, shouldn't happen. So Jesus lit them up uh, and whipping, turning over tables and then past that uh, he did a bunch of miracles on the tail end of that. And this is where this rabbi um, sneaks off uh, to have a meeting uh, with Jesus, which, which, by the way, is the most consequential meeting of his entire life, this meeting with Jesus. So I want you to, I want you to think about, you know, this is like uh, when we read the story, uh, like it's a cynical question but that's, that it's a, it's a reasonable question from a searching man uh, trying to find out um, how a person inherits eternal life. So I'd like to invite you to stand if you are able to as we read uh, part of our text that will begin in John chapter 3. Uh, and we're going to begin in verse 14. And we're going to come back to the story here uh, as well. Verse 14 says this, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Our Heavenly Father, I pray you You bless this message today. Lord, work in our hearts, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Uh, John 3.16 uh, is a Bible verse that uh, even people who don't know the Lord um, aren't Christians. Uh, they've seen it. They've seen it uh, at um, games. As somebody holds up a sign, you might be on a, a street corner in our area, and there'll be a street preacher out there that might have John 3.16 uh, on the billboard. And so we're familiar with that. And uh, in fact, we'll quote it oftentimes. We'll, a lot of people misquote it. Uh, but it just talks about, uh, in essence, the love of God, that God loves uh, the whole world, and, and He does. Uh, but uh, His love for the whole world uh, is not, does not mean uh, that God is satisfied with or uh, that He's accepted uh, the whole world. Um, he came, the Bible says, uh, to seek and to save. Uh, and, and the Bible teaches us here in this passage of Scripture uh, the main reason God loved us so much that He sent His Son uh, to die on the cross of Calvary to shed His blood. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, uh, there is no remission of sin. And not to get uh, too detailed in that, but in the Old Testament, uh, people would uh, sacrifice uh, animals, and, uh, and uh, the blood was laid on altars, and there was a lot of religiosity involved in uh, ceremonialism. Uh, and Jesus uh, became the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. His sacrifice... Was the once for all sacrifice for all mankind. So, no longer are people saved by the blood of bulls and goats and sheep and things like that. Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary's Hill some 2,000 years ago as the final sacrifice for me and for you, Jesus, the Lamb of God. And we find this religious man. Uh, who again in the night, and we'll just read that in verse number one of chapter number three. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Uh, and so he came to him sneakily in the night, uh, probably because uh, uh, he didn't want to be seen. Uh, but he had questions, and, and he realized that, uh, that he was from God because nobody could do the things that Jesus was doing. doing. Uh, and he called him rabbi, which was a respectful term, uh, he himself being a, a rabbi. Uh, and he says, nobody can do the stuff that you're doing, uh, so we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Uh, and by the way, there, uh, most Jews still believe. Uh, that Jesus was a teacher sent from God. They just don't believe that he was uh, the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, they 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 understand uh, his his miracles and all that he had done, but like many other religions, uh, they might say he is uh, a good teacher. Uh, but here's the thing: Jesus was either who he said he was, or he wasn't good at all. Uh, he it was either God in the flesh. Uh, or he wasn't a good teacher, wasn't a good rabbi. He, was, uh, he perpetrated, uh, if he's not who he says he uh, was, the greatest lie <laughs> uh, ever told uh, and has duped uh, millions upon billions of people uh, over the course of time. Uh, so uh, a religion or a church or a denomination uh, that says Jesus is a good teacher or he is uh, a, a, a good prophet, uh, but deny that he is the son of God uh, is, uh, is a false religion uh, and is not, does not believe uh, the scriptural account. Uh, so he says, we know that you're a, a teacher from God because nobody can do the stuff that you're doing. And Jesus answered and said, verse 3, unto him, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he begins to go through this account in this dialogue uh, about uh, being born again. Uh, and, uh, and so when we talk about the new birth or being born again, I, I told my Sunday school it was a, it's a phrase uh, that's been stolen uh, and watered down uh, that it really doesn't mean to a lot of people what it's supposed to mean. Uh, there are people who say they are born-again Christians uh, who, who have no idea how they've become born again. Uh, who God hasn't changed their lives, uh, who uh, the Bible says He will. You know, he makes us a new creature in Christ. Uh, and I just think about uh, their mean, individual stories of people who, uh, who have claimed to know Jesus, uh, but then twist things around uh, to, uh, to um, justify uh, their lives and, uh, and the behaviors in their life. And so uh, saying all that to say the term born again, Uh, is is something that people have gotten used to hearing. Uh, And when you ask someone if they're a born-again Christian, they may respond to you by saying yes, uh, but then if you ask them, um, tell me when you got born again, uh, they have a difficult time communicating uh, that testimony. Uh, Or they resort back and say, well, uh, I hope that I am, uh, and they don't have the confidence that comes through the promise of God's Word. Uh, so uh, he starts this, and the first point that I want you to understand about the new birth uh, is that it is it is a universal thing. The Bible said in the verse we read in verse three, except a man be born again, he cannot see uh, the kingdom of God. Uh, and uh, so it applies to everybody. That word man—it's not—we're uh, in a we're in a day of like you know uh, all the PC stuff and whatever, and we've got uh, there's gender neutral Bibles by the way. Uh, you can find that. You can find people uh, that believe that God is a woman. You can, uh, you can uh, find uh, all kinds of things out there uh, as far as Bibles uh, are concerned. And, uh, and uh, the, the Word of God teaches us that we can't get to heaven except through Jesus Christ. Um, elsewhere, you don't need to turn there for sake of time, but the uh, Bible says in John 14, verse 6, says Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Uh, no man anywhere. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's in, in the Eastern world or the Western world. Uh, we're all saved uh, the same way, and that is through Jesus Christ. You say, well, uh, Pastor Reno, uh, I grew up this way, and I learned this. and, uh, and uh, But the Bible says this, uh, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Uh, so it's through Jesus Christ, uh, and it's no other way. It's a universal truth. Uh, and for sake of time, uh, we can boil our uh, heritage back uh, to, uh, to really, of course, obviously Adam and Eve. But then the, the, uh, the world grew, uh, and then there was a flood. Uh, and then we have uh, three, uh, we have Noah, Shem, uh, and uh, Ham, and Japheth uh, and uh, their wives, eight people. And they all believed in one God, Jehovah God. And over the course of time, uh, we've watered it down. We've started false religions. We've worshiped idols. Uh, we've messed things up. Uh, we have all the religions and things that we have today. Uh, but it's why the Bible says in Romans chapter number one that we're without excuse. So people get saved uh, in a country that has an Eastern religion uh, the same way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus isn't just another God to put on their mantle. Jesus is God, uh, and uh, there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. So the new birth uh, is a universal thing because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. We have a universal need, uh, and that's for a savior, and there's only one, uh, and that's Jesus Christ. And so uh, this man, uh, this Jewish ruler, uh, the, uh, he's the, the head of them, uh, he's the boss, uh, and uh, has jurisdiction, sneaks over in the night uh, and, uh, and asks a question, uh, and then Jesus interrupts him uh, and says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then we have the question, verse 4. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Uh, and, uh, and when we've read it, like I said earlier, sometimes we read like, well, like how? How, you know, how can a man be born again? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And we, and we read it almost with that sarcasm uh, and, uh, and a question that would be insincere. Uh, but most of the time in the Bible, by the way, when somebody came at Jesus, uh, from an insincere way, uh, he calls them on it. Uh, he lays them out uh, and, uh, and calls them, you know, uh, vipers and hypocrites and, uh, and, uh, and on and on and on, different things. And we don't see that uh, taking place in this account. So I, so I believe that, uh, that the man came to him because he needed answers. Uh, Jesus knowing in his heart. Uh, interrupts him and, uh, and says a person can't, uh, can't enter into the kingdom of God except he's born again. And he says, well, how? He wants to know how. Uh, he's like, how can I be born again? How can I enter a second time uh, into my mother's womb uh, and be born? Because, because he wants that. He, he wants what Jesus is offering. Uh, and so he's asking this question. So Jesus answered in uh, in verse number five, verily, verily, again, it means truly, truly. He said, I'm telling you something true. I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So he says, it's true. You can't enter into the kingdom of God unless you're born again. Uh, A man is born one of water, which is a physical birth, uh, and, uh, and He is born of the Spirit, uh, which is the second birth. That which is of flesh is flesh, uh, and that which is of sp- the Spirit is spirit. Now, m- most people at this time, they didn't have science falsely so-called. Uh, they Everybody knew uh, that things reproduced after their own kind, and that you can't have an evolution of something that is of the flesh Uh, turning to something that's of the spirit. He says, that which is of flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. You're born physically and you need to have a spiritual birth. Uh, And I'm saying to you, this is what's true. Verily, verily, I'm saying this uh, to you. Uh, You must be born again. So not only is the new birth universal, but this passage teaches us that it's an imperative. Uh, He says this in verse seven. He said, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. It's a, it's, it's a must. We, we have to be born again if we're going to enter into the kingdom of God. Um, you know, if I were to witness to somebody today and I ask them, uh, you know, uh, if you were to die today, where would you go? Um, you'll get all kinds of answers. And somebody say, well, you know, I think I would go to heaven. Well, I'd say, well, tell me about that. How do you know that? Uh, And you get everything from, you know, I've lived a good life or I went to church or all all kinds of different things. They give you an answer. Uh, And uh, as a Bible believer, um, I know by their answer, uh, whether they have a hope so salvation or a no so salvation, whether it's based in truth and scripture or if it's based in religion. And a lot of of those conversations go, well, I just believe uh, that we're all going to the same place, but we might be going different ways. Now, remember the Bible says... There's, you only go through Jesus. And so religion teaches us that uh, there's a Baptist way, there's a Catholic way, there's a Methodist way, whatever. Uh, and uh, and, and we, we all love the same God, uh, and we're all going to the same place. We just do, we just do it differently. Um, and now, uh, there's only one God, and not every church that says they love God loves God of the Bible. Uh, not every church that preaches the Bible uh, preaches the truth of God's word. They add things to it, um, like works, like you've got to do this thing and that thing. Uh, and then if you get enough of those good things and it outweighs all your bad things, then, uh, then maybe, hope so, you'll get into heaven. And if you don't make it, uh, if you give some money to somebody, they'll pray you in. Uh, and none of that is in the Bible. So Jesus, there's no other name uh, given among men whereby we must be saved it's an imperative it's universal and it's imperative you must be born again and he and he still he had this question and then Jesus kind of uh, lays it out a little bit deeper uh, when he says in verse number eight he says the wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the sound thereof but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Because Nicodemus is saying, okay, um, I don't get it. I don't understand it. How, how can I be born again? Explain it. Uh, and, he, and, and he says, Jesus says, it's of the Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit does it. And he says, it's just like the wind. The wind blows uh, and you feel the effects of the wind, uh, but you don't know from where the wind came. Uh, and, and he's just kind of digging in deep. Uh, with Nicodemus saying it's, that's, it's this all a spirit thing. Um, it happens of the spirit. There's the, the, the changes that come from it, um, but you don't know exactly where it came from. It's a God thing. It's a spirit thing because we want to explain everything. Uh, we, want, we want to know all the facts. Uh, and uh, in fact, there are a lot of people, there might be people here today uh, that they're not born again uh, and they're just, they're just collecting uh, all the information uh, of religion and haven't made up their decision. And they think, one day I might decide. Uh, but uh, you just never know uh, if you're going to be around tomorrow or not. Um, and um, I, just this last, just um, throughout this last day, I've uh, known several people or seen them communicate. hey, uh, we have a prayer request, urgent prayer request. Somebody was just uh, just helicoptered, uh, to life flighted to the hospital, uh, and then you get an update uh, that they are now in heaven. They went home just like that. You just you just don't know, and we all know that life is short, uh, and we have no promise of tomorrow. Uh, and we've got all the plans tomorrow. I'm planning on getting on an airplane and going to Kansas. Uh, and, uh, and so I've got my schedule, but I might go to bed tonight and not wake up. And to be absent from the body, the Bible says, is to be present with the Lord. It's appointed a man once to die, and so uh, he says to Nicodemus, this is a spirit thing that God does, and he, uh, and he says in verse number nine, Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Uh, and Jesus answered and said to him, art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? So now he's kind of getting uh, into, uh, you know, you should know this. You're you're the, the the a master of Israel. You are the teacher of the teachers. Uh, with all of your religion, a Pharisee, a member of the Sanhedrin, uh, a member of the, ruling, the ruler of the Jews, the ruling council of the Jews, uh, he of anybody should know. Jesus could have talked about the, his hyperstatic union, how that he was God in the flesh and incarnate and, uh, and could have laid out uh, from uh, Isaiah and Ezekiel and all the prophetic things about Jesus and, showing, and laying out in great detail with all kinds of big college words uh, and, uh, for this man. And he would have understood it. Because he was a very intelligent man. But he said, no, you must be born again. So I want that. How can these things be? And, uh, and Jesus says, you should know this. Uh, and, uh, and how do you not know it? In verse 11, "'Verily, verily, I say unto thee, "'We speak that we do know, "'and testify that we have seen, "'and you receive not our witness.'" If I've told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall we uh, ye believe if I tell you heavenly things? And by the way, we've seen this elsewhere in the Bible. Uh, they say, hey, uh, could you just send somebody back from the dead? And if you do that, then my brothers will get saved. Uh, and, and, and Jesus said, if you don't believe Moses and the, if the prophets, the word of God, um, uh, you're not going to believe if I send somebody back from the dead. So Jesus likewise is saying, if you don't believe earthly things, I'm just I'm teaching you, you've got to be born again, of the Spirit of God. Uh, and it, and we, if, if you don't understand the earthly things, you're not going to understand these spiritual things. And he says, And no man, verse 13, hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So this is Jesus before his crucifixion. Uh, and he's revealing to uh, this religious ruler uh, about who he is. And then he gives them an illustration that that will probably drive the point home uh, for a Jew. And that's from Moses, because every Jew uh, loved Moses and the law. And so he accounts for him uh, from Numbers 20 uh, and teaches him uh, how a person can be born again. He says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, uh, but have eternal life. This, by the way, we sing a song in our hymnal, Look and Live. Uh, And uh, I have a message from the Lord, hallelujah. It's a message from you. It says, look and live. Uh, Look to Jesus now and live. And that's really the idea. We get it from Numbers 20 uh, and also from uh, here uh, in uh, in chapter number 3. He says, just like Moses, and, and in that story, uh, that account in the Bible, uh, people were dying um, uh, and God had uh, you know, judged them. Uh, and so Moses had a serpent uh, and, and he would set that up. And when people looked at that serpent, uh, then uh, they, were, uh, they didn't die. They were healed uh, from, from their disease and stuff. And so, so he uses that illustration. He says, just like that, the son of man must be lifted up and you look to him and you live. Uh, you look to, he says, he's not saying, look to Jesus now I live. Uh, he's saying the son of man and he's revealing. Uh, and remember, uh, that was blasphemy uh, to a Jew. Uh, and he says, whosoever believeth, you look and you believe. There's Jesus on the cross. It's what he's done. He shed his blood. You look to him. That's how you um, are born again. Uh, it's, it's not you know, entering in uh, to the, the womb the second time. Uh, he says, you ought to get this and understand this. He says, he says, how? How can these things be? How can I do this? Jesus says, this is how. You look to, you look to the, the Son of Man uh, and believe on Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And here's where God's teaching, Jesus, God in the flesh is teaching. Uh, his, he is the way, the truth, and the life. That God sent His Son. That we look to Him, we believe, uh, on the Son of God, the Son of Man, as He's lifted up. Uh, and uh, that God had done that and sent His Son uh, because He loves the whole world. Uh, and He says in verse 18, He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. And we know uh, that, uh, that the Jews uh, killed uh, Jesus, and uh, now and, and he gave us life. It wasn't that he didn't have control of that. He, uh, he did that, uh, but, uh, but they were all part of that process, Nicodemus. Included. Now, remember, I said uh, at the beginning of this account that this was the most consequential meeting that Nicodemus ever had in his life. Um, He was the who's who uh, of uh, of the Jewish community, Um, highly intelligent, uh, very connected, uh, and 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 he was he wasn't playing around uh, when he came to Jesus that night. Uh, he's the boss, uh, and, uh, and Jesus cut him off and says, you got to be born again. How does that happen? And he lays it out for him uh, at the, in these verses that we just read. See, a person, if they don't believe in Jesus, the Bible says they're condemned already, but he that believeth on him uh, is no longer condemned. And so the new birth is universal, and it is imperative, but it's also the absolute, Solution uh, f- uh, for us uh, and salvation. Um, it's not. It's not reform. It's not that if if you just become better or be better, uh, that God will see that uh, and uh, and let you into heaven. It's not. It's not morality. Um, morals are a good thing, and uh, and I know people who are uh, are moral people. They're kind people. They're giving people. Uh, they 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 don't steal from their job. Uh, they put in an honest day's work. Uh, mind, they mind they mind their own business. Uh, they're not they're not committing crimes. Uh, they're moral people. But morality will keep you out of jail. It won't keep you out of hell. So it's it's not morality. It's not it's not baptism. Uh, and when you read this, uh, some say, "Well, uh, born of waters, water baptism." And and we 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 know even saying if 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 baptism had something uh, to do other than the testimony, um, Jesus is saying that's not it. But we know that baptism doesn't save us; it doesn't wash away uh, our sin. Uh, it is a picture. It's not religion that's going to do it. Uh, well, I'm a Baptist. I'm a a, 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 a Bible believing Baptist. Well. Uh, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, that's not going to cut it. You're not going to stand before God and say, God, I went to an independent fundamental Baptist church. Uh, and uh, if you don't know him, he's going to say, depart from ye that work iniquity, I never knew you. Um, it's, 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 not, it's not generosity. It's not, it's not even conviction only because here we have a man uh, who Jesus Christ is dealing with himself uh, and, and he knows what he wants. Uh, but if you turn with me to John chapter number seven, just really quick. Uh, and uh, John chapter number 7 and look at, uh, um, let me see here, John 7 uh, and I've lost it in my notes. Verse number 50, John 7 verse number 50. Nicodemus, now let's remember this is the crucifixion, all the stuff that's taking place and, uh, and uh, as the, on the run up to all of that. Uh, here we find Nicodemus again. Nicodemus saith unto them, and we know it's the same person because it's what it says next, he that came to Jesus by night being one of them. He said, doth not our law judge any man before it hear him and know that he doeth? They answered and said unto him, art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And every man went to his house. So here we have this man that came to Jesus by night and Jesus laid out for him how, how he can be born again and we find out uh, through this passage of scripture uh, that he didn't, he didn't accept Christ's words. Uh, he participated uh, in the judgment uh, as, a ru- as a ruler, uh, one of the ruling Jews in the whole process uh, of, uh, of, of Christ's um, uh, judgment uh, and his crucifixion. Now later on, and hopefully uh, it shows that uh, that God is tender in his heart. Uh, but after the Lord is crucified, uh, and uh, we read about that in uh, chapter number 19, in uh, verse number 38, uh, we find Nicodemus, uh, we have Joseph Arimathea, it was his tomb. We find Nicodemus uh, bringing uh, 100 pounds weight uh, of, uh, of myrrh, uh, the oils, the spices uh, that they would use to uh, to put on the body uh, as he is laid in the tomb. Uh, but, uh, but, but I'm saying all that to say the most consequential meeting, Jesus himself, how, how uh, you can't go to heaven, you can't enter the kingdom of God uh, unless you're born again. And he says, how do I get born again? And he says, you look and live. You look to what Jesus uh, has, just like you looked at the serpent, Moses and the serpent, uh, he says, you look to him, he that believeth. Uh, On the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his son. And he says, if you believe, you're not condemned. But if you believe not, you're condemned already. Now, all that to say, from the most concise, um, the the clearest part uh, of the gospel message, where Jesus himself, to somebody who he could have uh, waxed eloquently with, uh, laid it all down to you must be born again. And how do you do that? You place your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we all, uh, without, without Christ, will perish in our sin. As I mentioned earlier, um, the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the wages of that sin, it says elsewhere, is death, uh, separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, not, not being a good person, not, not going to a good church, uh, not having, you know, a good life. Uh, not, uh, you know, it doesn't matter uh, how many uh, uh, birds you picked up on the side of the road and nourished back to health. None of that matters. Uh, what matters is, what have you done with the way, the truth, and the life? What have you done with the name Jesus among... There's no other name given among men whereby they must be saved. It's not, it's not Buddha. It's not Confucius. It's not Mohammed. Uh, it's, not, it's not any, any other name uh, under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Uh, I'm saying, verily, verily, here's the truth. Jesus says that he's the way. You believe on him, you're not condemned. If you don't believe on him, you're condemned already. Uh, and so we, we believe, the Bible says, with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So here's, here's how, uh, if, 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 is how, can we, how can we be born again? Uh, by believing that Jesus Christ died for my sins uh, and trusting in his gift of salvation. The Bible says that, that I call on him Uh, that I shall be saved, not maybe, but shall, I will be. If someone was to ask me where I would go uh, if I was to die today, um, I know that I would go to heaven, not because I'm good, not because I'm a pastor, not because of any of that stuff, it's because Jesus Christ died for my sins and I've I've accepted the gift of salvation. I was under condemnation, dead in trespasses and sins, Uh, but when I asked Jesus to save me, the Bible says that he cleansed me, uh, and He indwelled me, and I became a believer. I was born again of the Spirit. I don't understand it. It's like the wind blows, and uh, in the, in the, uh, the, the change is there, but we don't know from where it came. It's a Spirit thing. Uh, I, the, I didn't hear uh, bells and whistles. I didn't hear angel choirs singing, uh, I, but I knew this. Bur- my burden was lifted at Calvary Amen. because I placed my trust in Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you've never done that, you're trusting in religion. You're trusting in um, having more good stuff than bad stuff. Uh, you, you, you're trusting in the word that some, uh, some man gave you, uh, a, a priest, a bishop, or whatever, uh, that if you just do uh, their religious things, uh, then maybe you can get to heaven. Uh, here's the deal. You can't unless it's through Jesus Christ. You say, you're condemning me and condemning my religion. The Bible says, if you don't believe, you're condemned already. Uh, I'm not condemning you. You're under condemnation, uh, but I'm telling you how you can no longer be. And, uh, and so here's this man in this meeting. Jesus himself uh, confronts him, tells him about the spirit of God and what God can do and how he can be born again. Uh, and uh, for all and purposes, uh, we've, we can understand that he walked away uh, from this meeting where Jesus was drawing him uh, not saved, not born again. Uh, and then later, uh, in fact help crucify Jesus. So today may be the most consequential church service uh, that you're ever in in your life, where the gospel is presented to you uh, in such a clear way from the Bible, To where the Holy Spirit of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, nudges your heart, where you, through the Spirit, uh, God shows you, I'm not born again, I'm not saved, and I need uh, what Nicodemus turned away from. I need Jesus, and I want to accept Jesus by faith today uh, in a prayer. And in a moment, uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to pray that prayer uh, and call upon Jesus to save you. I'm not gonna embarrass you and ask you to come up here to the front. And uh, I'm gonna just explain uh, a biblical prayer that if you believe in your heart that Jesus came and died for your sins, uh, that you can accept his payment for your sins uh, and you can be born again by the spirit of God. Because that's, now I feel bad for Nicodemus. Uh, I feel bad uh, for uh, the, you know, the, the account and the story and, and that we can see that perhaps he didn't. But, you know, I've known a lot of people uh, in my life who've heard the gospel and they walk away from it. And some of those people uh, never had a chance again. Um, they never made it to another church service. They never never opened up their Bible. There was never somebody asking them that loved them, hey, do you know Jesus as your Savior? And, uh, and often to eternity they go. And one of those people was my own dad, um, who I believe died without Jesus. And you say, That's a, how, do you, how do you believe that? Because i got to believe this book. And, and, and my dad never asked Jesus to save him. Now, I, there's a part of me that I hope uh, he died of a heart attack uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I witnessed to him. I, d- I don't know um, if he called on uh, the name of the Lord uh, in, the, in the midst of that. Uh, and if I get to heaven uh, and uh, he's there, uh, I'll praise God uh, that, uh, that he got saved. Um, but the only way is through Jesus. And if he didn't ask Jesus to save him, then he won't be there. And I've had to communicate that to people that I care for and love. And, and, uh, and some people, they don't want to be part of a religion that doesn't believe that everybody just goes. And, uh, and, uh, but you've got to read the Bible. Not Everybody doesn't go to heaven. And, uh, but I want you to go. Uh, and I hope that if the Holy Spirit nudges you today, uh, that you'll accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. Let's all stand and uh, with our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And I just like to ask a couple of questions. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. This is a uh, try not to just gather your stuff. Uh, is it uh, you know preparing to leave? Uh, but let's be in a spirit of prayer. Uh, you're here today, and you say, Pastor, I remember a time where uh, the Holy Spirit of God nudged me and brought conviction to my heart. I realized that I was a sinner and I needed a Savior and uh, and uh, I believe that uh, Jesus died for me, and, uh, and, uh, and I called upon him, uh, and I asked him to save me, and I'm born again. Uh, with their heads bowed and their eyes closed, you say, that's me, Pastor, I'm born again, uh, according to the word of God. You just raise your hand where you are. Uh, thank you, and you can put them down. Now, again, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And, uh, and this is the most consequential question of the day. You say, if you're here today and you say, Pastor, uh, I, I've, I've never done that. I've trusted in my religion. Uh, I've trusted in, you know, the words of men, perhaps. And uh, maybe I haven't even thought about it in this way. But if I was to die today, uh, I'm not sure where I would go. Uh, and uh, and, and I don't, I'm not sure that I am born again. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, say, that's me, Pastor Reno. I'm not going to call you out and embarrass you, make you come up front, but you would just say, that's me. I'm not sure uh, that I'm born again. Anybody like that? Just raise your hand where you are so I know that you're here. I can pray for you. You say, I'm not sure. Uh, Thank you. Anybody else? Uh, Just raise your hand. If God's nudging your heart about it, it's the best thing you can do is just respond to it. uh, And you say, that's me. I'm not sure that I'm born again, Pastor Reno. Pray for me. Anybody like that at all uh, in the room? All right. Thank you. Uh, our heads heads are bowed and our eyes closed, if uh, maybe you didn't raise your hand a second ago to acknowledge that, but you know in your heart that you're lost and you don't know Jesus is your Savior. If you, with all the sincerity that you have, you believe that Jesus uh, is the Son of God that came uh, because God loved the world so much that He sent His only begotten Son, uh, that He died on the cross of Calvary and shed His blood for your sin, you realize you're a sinner and that you need Jesus. And if you'd simply pray to Him uh, and mean it, uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, I know that I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and come into my heart and save me according to your word. I trust you and you only uh, for my salvation. And I accept it today by faith in Jesus' name. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And you say, Pastor, I didn't raise my hand or I did raise my hand a moment ago. Uh, but I prayed that prayer to God just now, and I 'm in it with my heart. You just raise your hand where you are and say, "I prayed that prayer and I asked Jesus to save me. Anybody don't oh, Thank you. Anybody else? I would just say I, raised, I prayed that prayer to the Lord uh, and, uh, and asked Jesus to save me. Thank you. Anybody else? All right. Thank you. So I prayed that prayer and asked Jesus to save me. Anybody else? It's the greatest thing. This is the greatest thing that you could ever happen to you in your life is to place your faith and trust in Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so grateful today for how you work in our hearts and uh, and for those who have made the decision uh, to trust you today. Uh, I pray that as we give this invitation, uh, Lord, that all of us would pray for those that we love and care for that are like Nicodemus, uh, religious, uh, perhaps searching for answers that don't know that the answer is in Jesus, uh, but Lord that we can pray for them today as the piano begins to play and God has spoken to your heart uh, you can come and you can pray for those uh, that you know that need the Lord uh, if you raised your hand a moment ago and said that you accepted Jesus as your Savior I'd love to be able to meet you as you make your way out today and uh and uh and, congr- and congratulate you for that decision um,